Okay, so I'm going to talk about effective praying in this podcast. Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees, and he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And at the seventh time, he said, Behold, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. First Kings chapter 18, verses 42 through 45. On the most basic level, prayer simply refers to people's communication or conversation with God. Prayer, however, can be multi-faceted. That is to say, it can take different forms and involve several elements, just like any other conversation. The Bible uses other terms or phrases for talking with God. Such as calling on God. Psalm chapter 17 verse 6. Calling on the name of the Lord. Genesis chapter 4 verse 26. Crying aloud to the Lord, Psalms chapter 3, verse 4. Lifting up one's soul to the Lord, Psalms chapter 25, verse 1. Seeking the Lord, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6. Approaching the throne of grace with confidence, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. And drawing near to God, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, reasons for prayer. The Bible tells us clearly why people, particularly those who claim to follow God, should pray. Number one, first of all, God commends his followers to pray. God delivers this command through the psalm writers. First Chronicles 16, verse 11, Psalms 105, verse 4. Prophets, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6, Amos chapter 5, verse 4, Amos chapter 5, verse 6. Apostles and early church leaders, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, Colossians 4, verse 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 and Jesus himself. Matthew 26 verse 41, Luke chapter 18 verse 1, John chapter 16 verse 24. God desires our companionship. God desires our companionship and wants to spend personal time with us. Prayer is the means by which we develop a deeper relationship with God.
Number two, prayer is a necessary connection that helps us get to know and understand God's plans for our lives, to receive God's blessings, and to experience His fulfilled promises. It connects us to God's power and purpose. Many Bible passages give us a picture of this principle. Jesus, for example, promised that his followers would receive the Holy Spirit if they continued to ask with longing hearts. He likened it to knocking at the door of their Heavenly Father. Luke chapter 11 verses 5 through 13 until he enters. In response, Jesus' followers joined together after he returned to heaven and prayed constantly. Acts chapter 1 verse 14. Just as he had instructed them, cross-reference with Acts chapter 1 verse 4, they prayed until the Holy Spirit was poured out, came into their lives to empower them to serve Jesus. On the day of Pentecost, Acts 2... Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 and Acts chapter 2 verse 8. Prayed constantly. Wait. When Jesus' followers gathered together after some of their leaders had been arrested and released by the Jewish authorities, they were they prayed long and hard for the Holy Spirit to give them boldness and influence when talking about Jesus. And when they had prayed the place and where they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. The Apostle Paul, a pioneer missionary who started many New Testament churches and wrote many of the New Testament letters or books, frequently asked part people to pray for him. He knew that his work would not be successful unless he had that kind of support from other Christians. Together they would join him in depending on God. Romans 15 verse 30 through 32, Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 11, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 18 through 20, Philippians 1:19, Colossians chapter 4 verses 3 and 4. James, Jesus' half-brother and leader of the first church in Jerusalem, clearly states in his book that believers can receive physical healing in response to the prayer of faith. James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. As part of his plan of spiritual salvation of for humankind, God has made his followers to also be his co-workers in the effort to lead people into a personal relationship with him. In a way, God has even limited himself and his activity according to the faithful continued prayers of his people. God has chosen to use the prayers of his people as the way of causing spiritual activity to begin. There are many things that will not happen in God's kingdom unless... His people pray. Exodus 33 verse 11. For example, God wants to send out workers into the spiritual harvest to deliver his message of forgiveness and new life to, to the many who are ready to receive it. But Christ teaches that this will only reach its full potential through people's prayers. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Matthew chapter 9 verse 38. 
That is to say, God releases his power to accomplish many of his purposes only when people sincerely pray for those things to happen. If we fail to pray, we may actually be delaying or holding back God's plans both for ourselves and for the church as a whole. Requirements of effective praying. Although prayer is not a particular formula of things to say or do, there are still several conditions that must be met for our prayers to be effective. One, we must be we must have true and sincere faith that God hears our prayers. So we must have true and sincere faith that God hears our prayers. That he has the ability to accomplish what is needed and that he will do what he knows is best in the situation. Jesus states clearly, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mark 11 verse 24. To the father of a demon-possessed boy, he said, all things are possible for one who believes. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. The author of Hebrews urges us to draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Hebrews 10 chapter Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22. Also James encourages us to have faith with no doubting. James chapter 1 verse 6 cross reference with James chapter 5 verse 15. Prayer also should be made in Jesus' name. This does not mean that we must add in Jesus' name to the end of our prayers in order for God to hear us. In the Bible, doing something in someone's name means doing it with their approval and in their authority. It means being aware of who that person is and all they represent. Therefore, as we pray, we must do so with an awareness of Jesus' power, compassion, and desire to respond to our needs and requests. Praying with this in mind will build our faith and give us peace. That he has all things under control. Jesus himself teaches us this when he says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified and the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 14 verses 13 through 14. This means that if our prayers are made in harmony with Jesus' character and intentions, realizing who he is and what he wants to do through us, they can be extremely effective. John chapter 14 verse 13. Harmony. There's probably a change that needs to be made in your life. Then it has to be made so your spirit man and your life can be in harmony with Jesus' character and his intentions. The effect of prayer is greatest when we ask those things that are in harmony with God's perfect will. Again, if something has a change in your life, then it is going to be in harmony with God's perfect will. 
and God will make it in harmony with that if change has to be made in your life in order to have peace. Desires, intentions, plans, and purposes. And this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. First John chapter 5, verse 14. Jesus teaches this principle in his model prayer, often called the Lord's Prayer. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Cross-reference with Luke chapter 11, verse 2. Note Jesus' own prayer in Gethsemane. Just prior to his death, Matthew chapter 26, verse 42, much of the time we know God's will because he has revealed it to us in the Bible. We can be sure that any prayer truly based on the promises and motives of God's word will be effective. Elijah was certain that God would respond to his prayer by sending fire and rain because the Lord's prophetic word. Oh, look at there. I'm not the only one who has a prophetic word from time to time. The Lord does too. But my prophetic word comes from the Lord. So, therefore... He gives it to me and it comes through me and goes basically to Pastor Walter. Had already been revealed to him, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1. He was fully confident that none of the pagan gods was greater than or even as powerful as Israel's God. Israel's God is Jesus. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 21 through 24. At other times, God's will becomes clear only as we seriously seek to understand what his will is. This knowledge comes through prayer, reading the Bible, and observing what God seems to be doing already. Okay, so we know I meditate on the services. So I am observing what God seems to be doing in the church already. I read my Bible daily, three to four times a day, sometimes more. Then once we feel that we know God's will for a certain issue or situation, we can pray with confidence and faith that God will answer 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Not only must we pray according to God's will, but we must be living in God's will if we expect Him to respond positively to our prayers. God will give us things. The things we ask for only if our desires are in harmony with his desires and our motives are right and pur. Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So now we're getting on the topic of righteousness. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. And he will take care of us and provide all that we need. The Apostle John, one of Jesus' closest followers during his time on earth, wrote that whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. Obey God's commands, following his instructions, loving him, and trying to do what pleases him are all necessary for receiving answers to prayer. 
when James wrote that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective, he was referring to righteousness in two ways. The first is righteousness in the sense of being made right with God through faith in Christ. Then there is righteousness in the sense of living right or obeying God's standards as the prophet, as the prophet Elijah did. James chapter 5 verses 16 through 18. Cross reference with Psalms 34 verses 13 and 14. Moses is another good example. God made it clear that his prayers for the Israelites were effective because of his loyal and obedient relationship with God. If we want our prayers to be effective, we have to be like Moses and be loyal and obedient in our relationship with God. Exodus chapter 33 verse 17. But the psalmist says that if we hold on to sin, don't hold on to it. Let it go. Repent. In our lives, the Lord will not listen to our prayers. That's why you should just let it go. Repent. Confess it. Don't hold on to it. Bad thing to do. Bad, bad, bad. Can't stress that enough. Amen. You all didn't say amen. Anyway, moving on. But the psalmist says that if we hold on to sin in our lives, the Lord will not listen to our prayers. Psalms chapter 66 verse 18. James chapter 4 verse 3. This word of attitude was the main reason God did not respond at times to the prayers of the Israelites. When they were living wickedly and worshiping other gods. Don't do it. Don't worship other gods. Don't create those idols. If you have them, cast them down. Ask God for clean hands. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 15. God would not answer their prayers, but God says that if his people humble themselves, now that you want to do. You want to humble yourself before the Lord. And pray and seek my face. Okay, so we have to pray and seek his face daily, not just weekly. But daily. And turn from their wicked ways. Okay, so we also have to turn from our wicked ways. We cannot pray, seek his face, and still live in our wicked ways. We have to cast down our wicked ways too. Otherwise, our prayers are not effective and he will not listen. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. So, Jesus will hear from heaven and he will forgive your sin. And heal their land. Okay, so he will also heal our land. Y'all, this is what we must do. We must pray, seek his face, and turn from our wicked ways. In order for him to hear us and forgive us of our sins. And he will heal our land. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. Cross-reference with Second Chronicles chapter 6 verses 36-39. Luke chapter 18 verse 14. A right relationship with God is so important to prayer to prayer that even the prayer for forgiveness made by the high priest on the day of atonement would only be heard if he had already gone through the ritual of cleansing for his own sin first. So, if you have sin and you're praying for somebody else, interceding for that person, you might want to cleanse from your own sin first. Otherwise, it won't be effective. Because God will not hear it. He will not listen. 
Exodus chapter 26, verses 30, verse 33. Finally, for our prayers to be effective, we must be persistent. We must continue to ask until we get our answer. You know, like a little kid, but a mom. Mom, can I have this? Mom! Yeah, you know, be, be persistent like a little child. This is the main point of the story about the widow described in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 7. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Jesus' instruction to ask, seek, knock. Ask, and it will be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. It's meant to teach us to pray patiently, but persistently. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. That does not mean we have to get bet that does not mean we have to beg God over and over for things. Neither does it mean we do not have faith that God has heard and has an answer for us. Praying persistently means that instead of worrying about a situation, we take it to God whenever it comes to mind. Realizing that He is in control and will do what is best. The Apostle Paul also urges us to devote ourselves to prayer. Colossians four two. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 God's faithful people throughout history have recognized this principle. For example, no one occasion the Israelites were successful in their battle against the Amalekites. But success came only as long as Moses kept praying with his hands raised toward God. Exodus 17 verse 11 After Elijah received the prophetic message from God that rain was coming, he kept praying until it actually started to rain. 1 Kings 18 verses 41 through 45. On a previous occasion, this great prophet had prayed long and hard that God would bring back to life a widow's dead son. He did not stop calling out to God until the Lord answered his prayer. 1 Kings chapter 17 verses 17 through 23. Biblical elements and methods of effective praying. What is necessary for effective prayer? We must generally praise and adore God, not just in words or songs, but in the way we live. Our lives must truly reflect our love for God and bring honor to Him. Psalms 150, Acts chapter 2, verse 47, Romans 15, verse 11. Closely related and equally important to praise is thanksgiving to God. That is constantly expressing gratitude for Who he is and all that he has provided. Psalms 100 verse 4. Matthew 11 verses 25 and 26. Philippians 4 verse 6. Sincerely confessing. Any sin we know of in our lives is vital to faithful prayer. James chapter 5 verses 15 through 16. That we often do not receive the things we want because we do not ask or we ask with wrong motives. James chapter 4 verses 2 and 3. Cross-reference with Psalms, chapter 27, verses 7 through 12. Matthew, chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6. And we must pray with passion for others. Numbers, chapter 14, verses 13 through 19. Psalms, 122, verses 6 through 9. Luke, 22, verses 31 and 32. Luke, 23, verse 34. See article on... We'll get to that in a minute. How should we pray? Jesus talks much about the sincerity of our hearts. He does not respond to empty words, no matter how spiritual they might sound. 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. We can pray silently, 1 Samuel 1, 13. Or we can pray aloud, Nehemiah 9, verse 4, Ezekiel 11, verse 13. We can pray in our own words or use words, phrases, and ideas directly from Scripture. We can pray in ways that we understand or we can pray in the Spirit. Tongues. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 through 18. This is a way for God's Spirit to pray through us when we cannot find the right words to truly express what we need. Of course, the Spirit communicates in perfect harmony with God's plans. We can even pray through our groaning to God. Another method of truly praying is singing to the Lord. Psalms 92 verses 1 and 2, Ephesians chapter 5 verses 19 through 20, Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Deep and continuous prayer at times should be joined by fasting. To fast means that we choose to put aside food or other physical needs or desires so we can focus more completely on God and His desires. Ezra chapter 8 verse 21, Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4, Daniel chapter 9 verses 3 through 4, Luke chapter 2 verse 37. Acts 14, verse 23, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. What posture or physical position is best for prayer? The Bible speaks of people praying in many different positions, including standing, 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 22, Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 4 and 5, sitting, 1 Chronicles 17, verse 16, Luke chapter 10, verse 13, kneeling, Ezra chapter 9, verse 5, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, Acts 20, verse 36, lying on a bed, Psalm 63, verse 6, bowing down to the ground, Exodus 34, 8, Psalms 95, 6, lying on the ground, Second Samuel 12, 16, Matthew 26, 39, and lifting up hands to heaven, Psalms 28, 2, Isaiah 1, 15, 1 Timothy 2, 8. We can pray anytime, anywhere, as long as our own posture does not become a distraction to our prayers. So, basically we can pray in any of these ways. Anywhere, as long as our own posture does not become a distraction to our prayers. Examples of effective praying. The Bible is filled with examples of powerful, effective prayers. Moses experienced many answers to his prayers for others, though God had already told Moses that he intended to follow a different course of action. A humbled and sorrowful Samson prayed for one more chance to fulfill his life's task of defeating the Philistines. God responded by giving him supernatural strength. He was able to push down the pillars of the building where they were celebrating their false gods. Judges 16, verse 21 through 30. We are shown the answer to four powerful prayers offered by the prophet Elijah. All of them brought great honor to God. First Kings chapter 17, verse 17 through 18. So it's first Kings 17 through 18. Cross reference with James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. King Hezekiah became sick and was told by the prophet Isaiah that he would die. Second Kings 20 verse 1, Isaiah 38 verse 1. Feeling that his life and work were not complete, Hezekiah prayed from his deepest desires that God would give him more time. So God sent the prophet back to Hezekiah. 
Tell him he would be healed and given 15 more years of life. Second Kings chapter 20 verses 2 through 6. Isaiah 38 verses 2 through 6. Daniel surely prayed to God in the lion's den, asking the Lord to keep him safe and set him free. God granted his request. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. Daniel chapter... 6 verses 16 through 22. The Christians who were part of the New Testament church prayed with passion for Peter's release from prison and God sent an angel to free him. Acts 12 verses 3 through 11. Cross reference with Acts chapter 12 verse 5. These examples should inspire our faith in God and help us understand how to pray effectively using the principles outlined in the Bible. I will be back in my next podcast. This one's a little bit shorter. Mainly because I have to charge my phone. Love y'all. God bless. See y'all in the next podcast.